Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreira, with your favorite podcast, Making the Cut. Welcome back again this week. Yes, I'm finally back with another Sports Sunday. I know you've been waiting for it. I'm sorry. You know, have some things going on. Not able to do it, but we're back on it. Uh, and look, next week is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, I'm going to be talking about that as well, too. But I'm it's it's a small possibility that I'm going to be able to have a Sports Sunday for you on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but definitely double check with us on Saturday. Saturday, we're going to be doing our Take It to the Bank picks for the Super Bowl. Me and my boy, we're going to be giving you our picks for it. And we're going to give you our commentary pre the game before the game and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun so and as always before i get started today hey you know where you can find me my link is always going to be on my facebook i'm going to be posting it on my instagram as well uh you know you can go directly to the anchor app anchor.fm or you can even go to spotify or really anywhere that you get your 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 podcast especially sports podcast you can hear me and listen to me there look and as always thank you for everybody who's listening thank you for the follows Thank you for those of you who are sharing my podcast with everybody else who are sports fans or people who just like podcasts and like hearing people talk. I like to talk. I like to talk sports. So, hey, and as always, this is my podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm going to give you my my take on things. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're going to be having a little bit of fun. We're going to talk some serious stuff here and there, uh, but we're going to be looking out. And look, I like I said with uh, with the. Uh, you know, the last couple of Sundays, not being able to do sports Sundays. And I, and I mentioned recently that I'm going to be looking at doing something possibly on a daily basis in the mornings called morning dumps. Hey, look, that's coming along. I don't want to just throw out junk. So I'm going to be throwing it out there for you soon. Uh, want to make sure I have the time each morning to be able to get you something that's good, not rushed. I'm not stumbling over my words. I do that already enough, as you can tell. I mean, if you rewind a little bit, you already hear me stuttering there a little bit. I, it's a little bit of a problem that I've had all my life. Anyway, so, today we're going to be talking a little bit NIL. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, and of course some Saints information and Saints news. Uh, what a time, man. And why don't we start off with that? Why don't we start off right now with the New Orleans Saints? You know, we had some sad news uh, this last week or so uh, that our head coach is finally retiring. Uh, there's some speculations. There's always been speculations that he, he's going to go to Dallas. Let me say this. Let me go ahead and say this for you, too. Uh, I could see him going to Dallas because, you know, his family over there in Texas and whatnot. But Peyton's going to want to go somewhere where he has a little bit more control than what the Joneses will give him there in Dallas. So I don't see that as a fit. Uh, and, of course, it definitely wouldn't be this year. So if you, you know, if, if you think they're going to go ahead and fire McCarthy over there and try to bring Sean in, that ain't happened this year. Uh, not only... Uh, would it not happen because of that? But Sean has a buyout clause in a sense where uh, he he would forfeit money if he goes. Now, of course, you know, if a team throws out enough money and pays that for him, it'll, they'll do it as well. But he's been talking a lot. He wants to do broadcasting. Uh, and there's, there is an opportunity that he said, you know, leave the door open and do some coaching at some point, possibly. But he's looking at doing some type of commentary, play-by-play announcer, color analyst, something. But he wants to be behind the camera talking football. You know, a smart football mind like that, he could set it. It just depends on how he works behind the camera and all that stuff, too. So, you know, so I don't I don't see a Dallas move there coming. So, you know, rest easy, Dallas fans. Rest easy, Saints fans on that part, too. Uh, and so, I mean, even if you look at it at a point where the Cowboys are going to hang on to McCarthy for one more year to wait out that one year, that possibly could happen because then – 
you know, he can, Sean could have his year behind the camera and be like Jason Witten, may not be good at it enough or may not like it, and then jump off over there. But I don't see that fit. Now, of course, he does has, have uh, ties at other places. He has ties with the, with the Giants. He has ties with the Bears. Uh, you know, th- there's, there's other teams as well. So uh, if he comes back into coaching, it could be other places. But when you look at it as well, and this is a part that, uh, that really kind of sucks, and you can almost see why uh, he's retired. Uh, although, if, if uh, the Rams would have done what they should have done in the first place to put the Saints in the playoffs, there's no way that you couldn't have at least had top two Sean Payton being coach of the year because of what he did. I mean, you're talking about 53 roster spots, having to start over 55 players throughout the year. Uh, that's different players. That's, that's unheard of. That's unprecedented. That's never happened before. Uh, and so for him to be able to get to the playoffs if they would have been able to done it, uh, I still thought he should have been a, a, you know, a candidate for Coach of the Year myself because of what he was able to do with all the adversities. Uh, and, and look, this new regime, whoever it's going to be, I, I'm kind of like an Eric Bieniemy. I like DA, but uh, DA to me is uh, a defensive coordinator. Now, you may lose DA. I would love for Eric Bieniemy to come in here and keep DA because of what he's done with the defense. You got the defense, you got some young guys on there, some young stars, but you also have some aging guys there. But this is the biggest problem and one of the reasons why you can kind of see why it was time in Sean's mind to, uh, to retire when he did. Uh, you know, last year uh, when Drew left, the team was in, in, in cap hell, salary cap hell. I mean, you're looking at over $100 million in, in cap hell, uh, over, over the salary cap, if you, if you didn't understand. Uh, and they did some crazy things, bro. There's some absolutely crazy things. Some extensions. Many of you remember the outrageous contract that they gave that was fake for, to Taysom. Uh, let me let you know real quick, too, on that. That won't happen again uh, because the NFL already got together with their, with all of their attorneys and their lawyers. And, uh, you know, they've already put in litigation where that can't happen again. Because if that were the case, every football team is going to do that to get around the salary cap. Uh, and so that's not going to happen again. So they can't pull that off. And this year, they're 70, as of right now, they're $74 million in the cap, over cap. So they're in cap hell. Uh, and they're the worst team in the NFL right now in that situation. Uh, so you, there's a lot that has to happen. You almost see a rebuild coming in some sense, a fire sale of some sort. But let me tell you, you can have, uh, you can do some things. There's some outrageous, stupid contracts uh, that need to go. Listen, I loved Michael Thomas when he was there. You've heard my criticism of him because he's changed as a person and as a player uh, one year after he got the contract. Don't get me wrong. He had it an even better year after he got that contract. But since then, uh, he's just not been the same person, man. And and you can't debate that. The, the, the proof is in the pudding there. Uh, that is a huge contract that you have to get off of the books. Uh, you need to be able to also get off that huge contract of Andrews Pete. For, and even Teron Armstead. These are uh, listen. Teron Armstead night and day is better than Andrews Pete. Don't get me wrong. Andrews Pete needs to go because, I mean, he can't even finish a full game without somebody uh, bulldozing him and him going down with a, a, a you know a chip pinky toenail and he's out for four weeks after that. Teron Armstead hadn't played a full season yet, man. The whole time he's been here, and I understand it. And the season's longer, but these are big contracts. These are three guys right off the top. And I can go through a list of a bunch of them, but these are three guys right off the top, man. You got to get rid of those contracts. You got to try to get some trade equity. You got to try to get something for these guys. I love Teron Armstead. I think he's 
He's still top five left tackles in the game. But the problem is you're going to have at least four games a year, and that's that's low ball, and at least four games a, a year that he's not going to play because he's going to be injured. He has not played a full season yet. And so there's other players, too. When you begin to look at the contracts and, and begin to look at who has to get paid to stay on the team, uh, or, or can they extend some contracts to keep some big-name players? But you also have to look. You still don't have your your uh, your answer at quarterback. I don't believe you do. I, I you know, you you've heard my criticism on uh, on Jameis Winston because listen, a spade's a spade. Call it what it is. You had the one game at the beginning of the year against Green Bay where it looked like man, that was the guy that won the Heisman Trophy. But then every other game before he got hurt, yes, I know he got hurt and injured. You can't take that from him. But every other game, you you saw the same Jameis that you saw the year after he won the Heisman and every year that he was in Tampa Bay. And so you have to say, well, this is who we have with this guy. And it doesn't matter who you bring in. At, 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 you know, Sean Payton was one of the greatest offensive minds in all of, all of pro football. And so if it couldn't work with him successfully on a consistent basis, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to work for anybody else. You know, it's kind of the same thing with Cam Newton. Uh, when everybody was praising Cam Newton when he, you know, when he got cut by Carolina the first time, and he was showing his workout videos and how he was getting in such great shape. Well, that's great, Cam. But, you know, you didn't show anything that you were working on your passing game, which has been suspect for you your whole career. So you, you understand what I'm saying? And, and that's not dogging these players. It's just, you, you, it's not, it's not, they're not the answer. Now, I'm not, I'm, I have to pick on Cam Newton because me and my son were picking on him a while ago. Uh, and, and even me and my sister. Um, but James Winston is not the answer. I don't believe that uh, Taysom Hill is the answer, right? I think if you construct an offense that is fit for him, like Philadelphia did for Jalen Hurts, like Baltimore did for Lamar Jackson, who got him an MVP season, then yes, you could you could be successful him, successful with him. May not win the Super Bowl, may not even get you to the Super Bowl. Who knows? But you can do that. But coordinators and head coaches, they're a little hard-headed, and they won't do it. They want to try to get a square peg in a round hole all the time. And, and the, the stubbornness just keeps you out. What I did see uh, from the rookie this year, uh, and, and of course, the only time you got to see him and Ian Book playing was when you had 22 players out and you had basically the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line blocking for him, um, or LSU's offensive line, whichever one you want to choose there. Uh, I mean, you didn't get it a good sample size. But what you did see, if you watched him at Notre Dame, you did see a guy that kind of fit the mold, and not saying he would ever be Drew Brees, but fit the mold that can come in and step in like Drew Brees for a Peyton-driven offense. But you don't have Sean Payton there now. Now everything's going to be up in the air for who's going to be your head coach, who's going to be your offensive coordinator. Can they get these guys? Now, if you get Eric B. Enemy, maybe he gets some, gets some guys in there to be like Patrick Mahomes. I, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a... He's a special talent, and so I don't, I don't, you know, you, you got to work, you got to be able to coach with what you have, or find somebody. And me and Colin were talking about this, man. Like, please don't go get pretty Jimmy G. Uh, there's talks about Kirk Cousins now uh, because of his contract. Please don't get those two guys. I mean, you don't need somebody. I mean, there was Saints fans were complaining for the longest, uh, well, I say the longest, the last three to five years of Drew Drew Brees' uh, tenure with us that, you know, he couldn't throw the ball more than 10 to 20 yards. Well, I mean, these two gats can't do that already, and they're not at the end of their careers. So don't go bring in what you were already complaining about. And uh, it, it, anyway, so I don't I don't see any big names in the draft that you're going to draft a quarterback. 
uh, free agency, unless you can get Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think there's a couple other names that's going to be out there. Uh, I mean, I would be okay if you got Mustache Mania, you know, Gardner Minshew. I, I think he could do good. This guy's been overlooked, and unfortunately, they got rid of him down there in Jacksonville. Now he's backing up somewhere. I don't even know where he's backing up now, but I know he's still in the league. Uh, the guy's a baller, man. He just knows how to play, knows how to win. So I wouldn't be. I would. I would prefer him over pretty Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins. Yeah, honestly. And I mean, you might disagree, but that that's that's you being wrong, and that's okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's enough about the Saints. I'm gonna move on now to the NIL, and then I'm gonna get back to the NFL, the Super Bowl, and uh, the Pro Bowl and stuff like that. But NIL, you know, it's been a hot topic this week because. Uh, let's the 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 Joker himself. I mean, the clown himself, Jimbo Fisher. Y'all know my feelings on Jimbo Fisher about not being a great coach. The I mean, you've seen what he's did over there at A and M since he's been there. He's done nothing. Uh, and honestly, I mean, last year was the best year of the COVID year that they've had. It, it, it come on, man. And it is one year that he did do something at Florida State was you know in a weak ACC. Clemson wasn't even good yet. So you, you already know my gripes against Jimbo. But Jimbo just makes himself out of clown this week, dude. Jimbo comes out with this NIL. Let me, let me, let me preference that before I go into this. Okay? The NIL, in theory, was not supposed to be what it is right now. But the NCAA, in their cowardness, their pettiness, and their, their crookedness, is allowing this nonsense. They have gotten butthurt so bad by all the legislation saying, no, these, these kids need to get paid. Uh, they shouldn't. And it's not just getting paid. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they, the, the ruling was never that. The ruling was that you shouldn't be able to penalize them for getting money from their own, their own doing. That doesn't mean they're getting it under the table. You, you should, I mean, that you shouldn't penalize them from getting it under the table or people bribing them or doing all those different things. It was supposed to be set up so that if these guys are making a million dollars a year because they do something great on YouTube, hey, let them get that money. If you have a guy, let's go back uh, uh, probably 10 years ago, you had a punter for for Colorado who was a winner X Games guy. He couldn't be both because of the way it was, but he had an opportunity to make a lot of money with the winner X Games. You understand what I'm saying? Or these guys... It's it's set, it was supposed to be to where you do not penalize penalize these guys for earning extra income on the side by their own doing, by their own hard work, by their own whatever it is. You know, if they have a million TikTok viewers, people are getting paid for that. Okay, why should they be penalized for getting paid for that? That's what it's for. It was never ever supposed to be. And, and the the theory of it is that it was never ever supposed to be. All right, we're gonna go now. We can legally go bid on these kids and we can we can uh, pay these kids a ton of money to come play for our schools that was never the intent of it but the NCAA and their cowardness and their pettiness because they lost all those litigation battles have set back and said all right we're going to take our hands off of it we're not going to set any policies around this we're just going to let the wild west go with it and you're going to see what's going to happen and we're going to be like we told you so and then they're going to come in later on and then you know, five, ten years at the latest, and they're going to enforce rules that are not going to make sense because of the NCAA, and they're still going to only attack the smaller schools. They're only going to attack the schools they want to attack. Like right now, there's no reason why, if this was happening, if this rule was in, in, intact before, Ole Miss would still have Hugh Freeze as a head coach. Okay? 
Let's be honest. Don't don't joke and kid yourself, okay? All these other schools, SMU wouldn't have had the death penalty, okay? They wouldn't have attacked in college basketball. They would have attacked Duke for giving Zion and all those players play, uh, money, as opposed to trying to attack LSU and Arizona for those coaches giving players money, okay? So the NCAA is crooked. They take money from the bigger schools so that they don't have to penalize them, but they will attack the smallest. If you go all the way back to the SMU situation, okay, when they did a death penalty in SMU, which is never recovered, okay, at that time when they were there, you had players like Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson has come out verbally and said Texas A&M gave him a car, gave him a car completely against all everything. There is nothing against Texas A&M because why? Texas A&M is pumping out money to the NCAA to protect them. It's just, it is what it is, okay? So there's this, there's this cowardness behind the NCAA, and that was the reason why that they were almost out of the way in college football, college athletics were going to kick them out. But now they're, they're finding their way that they can come back and police, and then they're going to still go to police the same crooked way that they always have. So they know what they was doing. So back to it, nothing that ran on the NCAA and all their crookedness, Okay. This was set up to where you're not supposed to be paying players, okay? That was it was never supposed to be a moneyball situation. If you don't understand that, let me explain it to you. If you ever watched the movie Moneyball, you understand. You had the Oakland A's who had like $39 million as their salary that they were able to offer because they were a smaller market uh, team and, and and they were having to go up against you know the New York Yankees, which was like $169 million as their salary. Okay? So it's it's uneven. It's unfair. There's no way that they can compete with bringing in the big players, okay? And so what you've done effectively, NCAA, yes, I'm calling you out again, is because you were being petty and cowardly again, again, and trying to find a way to be crooked yourselves again, you've created a money ball situation in college football. One of the greatest, purest sports. Don't get me wrong. They have all of these things with it. You're trying to ruin one of the best games there is. The games with the greatest pageantry and then Jimbo Fisher and you know I started out with this Jimbo Fisher with his clownness came out this week and was trying to debunk and straight out bold-faced lie and saying that no we're not paying players we're not paying players go watch the interview go watch his his contradictory hypocrisy interview that he gave he gave two of them okay one of them at his press conference and one of them he went on like Marty McGee or something, or, or SEC Today. Well, I don't remember what it was. But, man, come on, man, seriously. You're freaking lying, son. Yes, and, and I love what some of the people say, too. Like, oh, yes, some of them are trying to take him up. It was the up-and-coming. And he even tried to say, to say we're an up-and-coming up and coming team in the, in the SEC West and, and college football players just want to come here. No, they don't. No, they don't. If they did, they would have already been there. Quit lying, man. And, and, and I like what somebody did post on one of, one of the group chats that they were doing there. It was like, oh, yes, yeah, an up-and-coming team, yeah. They beat Bama last year, but they lost to teams like LSU, right? A lowly LSU team. The worst LSU team that you could possibly find in the history of LSU since, well, maybe since the DiNardo days, okay? You have nothing to brag about. You're not able to tell these recruits, hey, come on over here, right? We're the up-and-coming. No, you lost four games to teams you shouldn't have lost to. Get out of here with that nonsense, man. BS, bull crap, clown face, two-faced, lying, pe- golly, man. 
you know it. And then, I mean, you even have local players here, players here that went, and it's documented. Dude, you can't hide these lies. This is what politicians do, man. This is what absolute politicians do. They do something, it's documented, and then they come out and bold-faced lie to you, just like Jimbo Fisher did. They have to put it on the books where they're giving these kids money. You got somebody from around here who got $450,000. I don't, I'm not trying to take the names from him, and I'm not saying the kids shouldn't have got the money or shouldn't take the money, but come on, man, you're lying. Lying. You're a joke. So glad you're not the coach here at LSU. Golly, man. That's the reason why Brian Kelly was like, no, no, we're not going to get into a bidding war for this player. Y'all can have him if you want to keep bidding and keep bidding and keep bidding. You want to just keep throwing out money. Man, go. Bye. I don't blame the kid for going to get the money. Somebody's going to pay me all that money. I'm going to. Bye. I love LSU, but guess what? Somebody else is going to give me a ton of money. I'm going to. Bye. But just to circle back there for you, that, this was not at all what the NIL was supposed to be like. They, these players were supposed to be able to get paid for their name, image, and likeness for things like NCAA football, which we will finally get back. If they are making money from social media, from YouTube, from all those things, if they want to be able to find time to get a second job on the side to be able to feed themselves, because let's be honest, especially the smaller schools, they're not taken care of. That's what it's supposed to be for. Not this money ball nonsense. I mean, it, and people coming out like that, man, I, I, it's it's so hard for me not to have absolute disdain for Jimbo Fisher. I know that I'll never be like him. I'll never be as great as him. But I can still have disdain for him, man. Come on. Bold-faced lying, dude. Bold-faced lying. It, it would, it, listen, even if for somehow he doesn't know, air quotes right there, he doesn't know that there's contracts being given out to these kids, literal contracts, not just money slipped to him. After he, the funny part about it is after he circles back and says, you know, we were doing it before. Everybody was doing it before in the old NIL, but now in the new NIL, he try. if he listened to it, he, he stumbles over himself. He tells on himself and then he comes back and says, everybody's hypocrites and that no, they don't have these contracts. Man, come on. Are you serious right now? Golly. Anyway, I don't, I don't even want to go any more about it because it's aggravating the fire out of me, as you can tell. Freaking joker. Anyway. Moving on to the Super Bowl. Yes, there is a football game wrapped around a concert. Now, last night we had to get together with, with some kids. My daughter had some of her friends over, and we were rocking out, jamming out into the car. Yes, we were. We had it bumping, and we were just singing and dancing, all kind of stuff. And so I stopped for a second, turned it down, and I was explaining to them about the halftime show. And I asked them, now these are high school girls. And I asked them, I was like, do y'all know who these cats are? Dr. Dre, Eminem. Snoop Dogg, and they're like, well, I've heard of Eminem. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was just trying to tell them, like, listen, you don't understand. Once you watch this, watch this Super Bowl halftime show. All the people my age are gonna be like jamming out the whole time during during the Super Bowl halftime show. So I was trying to explain that to them. So, and, and many of you can concur with what I'm saying on there because, you know, you're gonna be that's gonna be bringing back to you your high, our high school years. And so, it, it's gonna be fun for that too. Don't get me wrong, but. The Super Bowl in itself, I'm, we're, I'm not going to hit a whole lot on it because me and my boy are going to hit it on it uh, Saturday. We're going to be talking about it. Uh, what a big opportunity for LSU stars, right? And, you, you know, over there uh, in Los Angeles, you have Odell Beckham. You have uh, uh, Andrew Whitworth, who's 40 years old, still in the NFL. The last LSU Tiger from the 2003 national titles there. 
Then you move on over to Cincinnati. You got Thaddeus Moss. Uh, you got uh, Jamar Chase. You got, of course, Joey Burrow, the man. Uh, and so this is going to be fun, exciting. Most of the people in Louisiana, most likely, except for those who are Andrew Whitworth and Odell Beckham Jr. fans, uh, are going to be pulling from Cincinnati, man. Let's be honest. But I think if you're an, if you're a pure LSU fan, you're probably just going to be happy watching any of them play, right? But I can tell you this: my, my heart is with with the Bengals on this one, and uh, I, 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 that's still not telling you my picks for next week. You still got to tune in for that. But moving on to the Pro Bowl. So the Pro Bowl, yes. Let me go ahead and say this part too: the Pro Bowl, Roger Goodell and NFL need to get their stuff together. Okay. You need to put the Pro Bowl back to after the Super Bowl. All right? You can't say that you're putting the best players in there when you have two teams in the Super Bowl and they're not being able to participate with your All-Star game. It does not make sense. Okay? I don't care if you're moving it to uh, Las Vegas or Houston or back to Hawaii or wherever you want to put it every year. Man, put the daggone Pro Bowl where it's supposed to be after the Super Bowl. You can't. It's not like baseball and basketball where you can do it in the middle of the season. These players still have to play a season and it's football, okay? Yes. But put the best players in it. And if they want to opt out, let them opt out. Yes. Hey, they don't have to play in the All-Star game, okay? The Pro Bowl. But, man, put it where it's supposed to be. Let it be enjoyable. Let it be the thing that you're like, oh, man, football is over with. I still have something to look forward to. And, yes, it's nothing but a two-hand touch game with, uh, with pads on. And it's kind of boring. My son's watching it right now. I decided that I was going to record during it because I get so frustrated with the two-in touch. They should just let him do flag football, let's be honest. But he and I watched the other day the skills contest that they brought out. And they tried to bring that back out from back in the day. I, let me tell you this. These kids have no idea because the skills contest from back in the day was so much better, bro. So much better. It was so much more fun to watch. And I'm not even going through all of it. But listen, the two things... Dodgeball in there is absolutely ridiculous. Some people like it. My son loves it because he loves playing dodgeball. And you would think one of his top movies is dodgeball. Uh, if you could dodge a ball or wrench, you could dodge a ball. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but that doesn't need to be in there. They need to be doing the scales challenges. There's no obstacle courses. There's no nothing. What they did do is they had the best catch where they tried to turn it into the dunk contest, which was absolutely stupid. It was just stupid, man. Like, why, why even wear, waste airtime on that? And then all of the players that they listed, I sound like I'm griping and complaining about everything. I apologize if it sounds like that way. But just follow with. It's my show today. Most of the players that they showed were going to be a part of the challenge weren't even in the challenge, dude. It was kind of crazy. Like it, Alvin Kamara only got in in the daggone dodgeball game. Cam, Cam Jordan only did the speaking part of the dunk contest slash best catch thing. But it was just stupid. Another thing that they should bring back is the quarterback skills challenge, skills competition. Man, that thing was legit back in the day. You had me glued to the TV. A couple years ago, the NFL Network put it on, put all the old ones on. I was glued to that like I was a little kid, dude. They need to bring that back. Not whatever it is. Like even the skills contest that they have for the quarterbacks and the skills, Pro Bowl skills contest that they have now, it's it's junk, dude. Bring back what they used to have. And just don't, don't mess up what was great. And bring back what was great. So anyway... The Pro Bowl, that, that's enough on the Pro Bowl. And, and plus, you realize I'm going long on, on my episode here today, too. But it's been a couple weeks. I hadn't had an opportunity to talk. There's so much to cover. and I mean, I haven't even got to other sports yet. I'm still college football and pro football. But I do want to tell you this before I end the show and say this. I'm going to say something a little bit more serious. 
uh, in, in just a moment. But I, I did tell you I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm looking at doing my morning dumps. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in on that part and I just caught your ear, that doesn't mean what you think it means. It means I'm going to be doing episodes in the mornings, short, quick ones, five to ten minutes, and, in, and the, the title of them is going to be morning dumps, just like taking it to the bank picks on Saturdays and uh, sports Sundays. You understand what I'm saying? All right, don't get lost. Don't get common core eureka math in it, okay? And don't get weird. But I'm also, because the Super Bowl is almost over with, I'm going to be giving my mock drafts out. Now, I don't know how many I'm going to do. I'm going to do one shortly after um, the Super Bowl. I'm going to do some evaluations myself. Those of you who know me know that I love the draft. Uh, but I will tell you this, this draft is a little bit of a lackluster draft coming in this year. Uh, there's not a lot of star power, but I'm still going to have fun, and you should still have fun with the, with the mock drafts with me. They'll change up here and there, uh, but I'm going to be diving into it, and it's one of the things I love to do. And I'm going to see if we're going to do another live draft and see if we can do it better this year than what we had the last two years. So on that, and before I finish... I told you I was going to do something serious here. Just just a moment ago, I said I was going to talk a little serious for you. Um, and, it, you know, listen, let me, let me tell you this, too. Anything that I say to anybody that offends anybody, hey, get in contact with me. Even if you need to instant message me on Facebook and we can get together and talk about it. And we can, we can uh, get around any uh, miscommunications or misunderstandings on anything, okay? Uh, and I want you to know that. I'm always open for that, too. Uh, but, and I'll, I'll also say this too, before I prep, before I do, I preference with this too. I, you've probably heard me say plenty of times. Uh, and of course I always put the hashtag on there, take politics out of sports and, uh, take those other things out of sports as well too. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have a voice for things. It is. But in, with sports and any time of adversity in our nation, sports is what we've always gone to to be able to bring us back together, to, to bring us to a place to where what matters most and to get away from differences that drive us all apart, okay? So in saying that, I, I, I want to let you know that I never like to or want to or probably ever really going to, outside of this small little smidget that I'm going to say here, talk about uh, a lot of stuff, okay? Uh, there, If you want to talk about injustices or have somebody talk about injustices or racism and any of that stuff, uh, you can come sit down with me in person. That's not what my podcast is for. But you have a ton of outlets. Listen, uh, and the reason why I say that is because when me and my son were sitting down getting ready to watch uh, the Pro Bowl, that's all they talked about the whole time. That's all they talked about. And, and so you have all these places. If that's what you want to hear, that's what you want to watch, you can go and listen and watch those places. Because, listen, let me tell you, they're going to download you to it until you throw up from it. Okay. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with it in a sense. Yes, there is some wrong with it. And yes, there's nothing wrong with it at the same time. I'm not playing, I'm not playing uh, flip-flop here. I just want you to understand what I'm saying. But let me, let me tell you this, man. I, I understand. I understand injustices. But let me tell you this. All of us in this world, regardless of your race, regardless of your sex, regardless of your religion, re- regardless of your political views, have injustices have happened to us in our life, okay? That's not taken away from anybody's injustices, okay? I want you to follow with me on there and not get lost, not, not get butt hurt, okay? Not get offended. We all do. Life is hard. It is not easy and it's not fair for anybody, okay? It is your job as each individual to take those things and not become a victim. 
And listen, again, we all have injustices happen to us. Some of them are worse than others and some of them not as bad as others, okay? But you cannot allow yourself to become a victim because you're you're much more than a victim, okay? You're much more than the things that happen to you. Each and every person. You cannot allow that. You cannot allow somebody to, uh, somebody's view on you become your perspective of yourself, okay? And you can't mark yourself by the way somebody else looks at you. You look at yourself the way that God created you to do it. That's simple. That's easy. That's what you need to do, okay? And let me tell you this. You cannot overcome injustice with injustice, okay? It, that's just not how it works, okay? That, it never works. And let me explain this to you, too, okay? I believe in equal, 100%, but a lot of people have lost the understanding of the definition of equal, Equal means to bring to the same plane, the same level, okay? That does not mean that, hey, I was way down here, this person was way up here, now I'm going to push them way down there, and I'm going to put myself way up here. That is not equal. That's injustice in itself as well, okay? You're, you'd be better than that. You'd be bigger than that, okay? You, you don't need to do that. Some of you need to step off of watching ESPN. Some of you need to step off of uh, listening to some of the stuff that's being put out on the media and social media. And you need to sit back and look at your family and your friends that you have around you. They're from all different races, all different sexes, religions, and political views. And you need to appreciate that and stop being brainwashed by all these people that's bringing de- uh, division to you, okay? That, that's, that's ultimately what it is. Don't be a victim, man. Don't be one of the ones that, yes, take what happens to you. Be sad about it if you need to. Internalize it and overcome it, Okay? But don't be one of those ones that get so many other people to hear your story that where they they pick up on your offenses and they become offended too. And then it turns so many other people around that are not even attached to it. Okay? You don't allow yourself, your injustice, to become another injustice. Be better. Be better. Because let me tell you this. If you put yourself in the wrong way of equal, you might have a victory, but you're not victorious, man. Let me let me talk to you straight up for a second. That does not mean you're victorious because you stepped on somebody to get where you were because you because you felt like they were stepping on you before. No, man. Be better than that. Don't 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 read into this nonsense, man. Don't read into this nonsense that keeps that just keeps cycling itself back around. I mean, it's they know that it's an opportunity to stir it up. Man, you can't you can't heal from anything if it keeps getting stirred up. Yes, there are things that are still happening. Yes. But man, you got to step up. You got to say, hey, I can't change it by complaining. I can't be a part of the change by complaining and doing all this stuff. The only way that I could be a part of the change is by allowing myself to change to make sure that I'm not a victim. I'm not living in victimhood. I'm going to overcome regardless of the situation. And look, I'm, I'm sorry I got off on a, on a rant there, but like, I'm so sick and tired of trying to watch something with my kids and being told uh, that he's wrong for stuff that he's never done. That he's wrong for the color of his skin. That he's racist because of the color of his skin. This will be the last time you hear me talk about something like this. But man, come on. Seriously? Like, don't, don't buy into this brainwashing BS, man. These people that stir this crap up do not care about you one bit. All they want to do is destroy the relationships and the family that you have with with you already and destroy future friendships and family that you have going forward. You need to pay attention and stop getting caught up in nonsense, man.
man, especially from those of us here in the deep south, southeast Louisiana, we know that crap ain't really true. Don't get me wrong. There is some of it here, but it's not to the magnitude of what they're talking about, man. Look at all the crawfish balls, dude. This, 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 don't buy into this nonsense, man. We ain't like that here. That's those Yankees up there that are stirring crap up, man. Trying to make turn everybody against each other. Don't allow that to be you. Don't buy into it. Just you know better, man. So anyway, that that's 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 my that's my advice for you. And if I if I touch something wrong for you, if you did find offense in any of that, normally you know I would joke and I'd say, listen, if you get offended by anything I say, go milk a bull or something like that. This is a touchy subject. And this will be the one and only time that I talk about it. And it, it was only because, you know, I saw my son get up and walk away because he got tired of being told. A 12-year-old boy got tired. And listen, I understand. That goes around everywhere, okay? Regardless of the race. But he didn't want to watch it because it wasn't about football. It wasn't about what brings people together anymore, okay? Sports always brings people away. Stop allowing them to come in and destroy what brings us together. Some of us need to go back and watch Remember the Titans and understand that. Some of us need to go back and watch football games after 9-11 and understand that. Some of us need to go watch uh, the Saints after Katrina and understand that. Whatever it may be, you need to go understand that sports is what brings us back together. There's only a couple things that bring us back together. It's God and sports and maybe a couple other things. Don't allow them to wreck this for you, for your family, for your friends. That's all they want to do is wreck your mind, man. So don't let them brainwash it. Anyway, I say that with love. And again, like I was saying before, I cut myself off. If you have any kind of issues with any of that, if you uh, you know have any misunderstanding on it, I'd love to talk to you myself personally. You can message me on it on Facebook Messenger. We can meet in person. We can talk on the phone. We can do whatever. And so you can know my heart on all this. And you can know about me and my life and how I grew up. Whatever you want. Anyway, so just being real with you for once on there, okay? So anyway, I love all of you. Thank you all for 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 the listens, for the shares. You know, I'm going to be posting on my Facebook, and uh, you can you can get me on Spotify, uh, the Anchor app, Anchor.fm, really anywhere that you get your your sports podcasts or any of your podcasts. You thank you again for listens, and look, be listening. I'm going to be throwing out my my newest ones as soon as I can. Working on it, and I'm going to be working on a lot of other big stuff too. Me and Deke are talking about stuff, and a couple other people are talking about stuff we're going to be doing. So keep a lookout on it. And I am looking at getting some more special guests, not just my boy, who is my my best bud. But be looking out for it. And until next time, this is Mark Contreras with Making a Cut. Thank you all.